All right, so it is officially the first episode of 2020 for us, episode number five. Happy and New Year, I, everybody. I think, I think I'd like to start this episode off with something that we forgot to do. Yes! The first four episodes. We're starting this year off right, Andrew. Wow. Exactly. Wow. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I'm proud of you. Wow. Dude, I've been thinking about this since the last episode that we did. (laughs) So we definitely want to give a shout out to our intro music and our outro music, I guess. It's the same. Yeah, the same song. The same guys. The good guys. Uh, Two of my dear friends out here, Justin Barker and Brent Campanelli, started a little project called Stretched. Um, Love it. This is their only released song, and we really dig it. Hope you guys dig it. You should give them a full listen for sure. Uh, yeah, stretched underscore LA on Instagram and other social media platforms. Instagram's where I check them out, and then obviously Spotify. But yeah, sure. they hooked it up. We had we've had that intro music. The first, honestly, since the second episode, we should have been thanking them. But we yeah, dropped the sure. ball each time. Uh, but the first, in, in in our defense, the first episode we didn't have the music yet. Right. We right. asked after we'd recorded. Yep. But the other four are, are on us, and that's our bad. But we're starting this year off right. I just wanted to make sure, you know, we like I said, I've been thinking about it since the last episode, and I wanna wanted to get it out there, and we really appreciate them, you know, letting us do that. So shout-out to them. Yeah, shout-out to Stretched. Um, and shout-out to you guys for checking in with us in the new year. Yeah, for sure. Also, the other thing, typically, you know, I personally – like to start out the episodes talking hockey talking Bruins but seeing as this Bruins team I think might be the most frustrating good team I've ever seen I I think I want to start with some Celtics today okay all right I I just I already have a I just have to ask one question is it the most frustrating just a clarity question I guess we're not getting into it but is it the most frustrating good Bruins team or the most frustrating good team in your sports fandom history? Uh, I I would say the most frustrating good like Bruins team right now because we've seen some really good teams in the past for all of our sports that should have amounted to a lot more than they actually did. Yes. So we could start a whole other podcast on that. Yeah, exactly. Which would be literally the most obnoxious thing any two guys from Boston could do. Bitching hey, let's a podcast complain about <laughs> let's complain about good teams that were bad. <laughs> the good teams in our title decades of our last two decades of titles, uh, the teams that should have done more. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, that's insufferable. I I would do yep. it just for the comedy of it. You know, it'd be oh, like for an, sure. I'd go, I'd go far too deep in in the irony of it, and it, it would it wouldn't be funny to anyone but me, and everyone else would just think I'm a total asshole. So uh, well, t- keep an eye out for that podcast coming your way. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm down to talk some Celtics. Uh, you know, Kemba's facing an illness. I haven't looked too far into it. I assume it's like the flu or something like that. He didn't even travel to uh, Chicago yesterday. We're about to start off a bay- two-game road stand. Um, but uh, Yeah, I think, I think looking at their – I think if my math is correct, you know, quick math here. They've won eight of the last nine games, which uh, yeah, not too bad. No, that's that's usually pretty good. Um, <laughs> there's some very good wins in there. There's uh, even you know, just like a couple recent. Like it's basically this was all coming off of uh, this was all coming off of like the Pacers and Sixers 
back-to-back right. loss. Yep. Which something weird happened right after there, which I really uh, haven't seen or noticed in like years past where like the Celtics just had six days off after that. Right. And you know, that, that can't hurt. I hated it as a fan personally, but you know, that can't hurt. We played the 12th and then we didn't, we lost to the Sixers on the 12th and then we didn't have the Mavericks, which is a very difficult matchup uh, until the 18th. And we beat them by six points that it's just like, I don't know. We needed that rest back then and that that propelled this eight out of nine that you see before us um i think you know we didn't talk on we didn't talk the day after christmas to recap or we didn't talk on christmas day to recap celtics raptors because it just seems like we beat up a depleted team and i almost wish we did talk about it because then a couple games later you know one of those losses is the raptors that same depleted raptors team just yeah and that's unfortunate beat us Uh, at home yeah yeah uh, j- just as badly as we had beaten them, uh, right? Um, so the just just some weird fluky stuff. Uh, I got to say the last two games, it's the Hawks and the Bulls. I, I I don't know if you listen to this podcast and you disagree. I would love to hear it. These teams are annoying. Uh, you know the Hawks can either you know Scalabrini said it on the broadcast they can either shoot themselves into games or shoot themselves out of games. They shot themselves to stay alive in that Celtics game. Celtics really had to close that out. Shout out to Daniel Tice. Yeah, it wasn't Trey a big, wasn't a big win, you know. Yeah, and like then, they didn't win by a lot. No, they barely. I mean, barely pulled out. He literally had to block a buzzer beater, and then uh, some Marcus Smart antics ensued, which I absolutely adore. And then, uh, <laughs> then we didn't. So Kemba didn't even travel to Chicago. I, who knows if he's gonna be in DC tomorrow? Um, but you know, we've seen, we've had to see Brad Wanamaker step up. They got Trey Waters up from uh, uh, Portland. Carson Edwards, it seems like they've kept in Maine for a while, which is interesting. Uh, he's not a guy I saw being as back and forth. I thought he'd predominantly be on the bench, but he's, I don't know, he's, you know, he's doing what rookies do sometimes, and they see the spotlight, and they gotta, they got to roll with it. But yep. uh, young young guys like Javante Green, who should maybe be in the dunk contest, and uh, Trey Waters, and I don't know, I even got to give a shout-out to Brad Wanamaker, even though it's difficult for me to do that. <laughs> I just don't like Brad Wanamaker. I don't know. I don't know. So it's been a lot of watching Brad Wanamaker and the Celtics pull off two tough wins, in my opinion. The Bulls were the best in offense a few weeks ago. I know they're seven and like twenty plus, but like <laughs> they, they they had the most, they had the best offense. And the Celtics, you know, we love a good hole. Both of these games, we went down almost twenty to these teams, and just like dug out in like the first quarter, we're down ten against each of these teams in both these games. In true in true Boston fashion, you love you have to completely do you know make it as hard on your team as possible to come back in dramatic fashion and somehow pull out a win. If you don't add fifty gray hairs to each of your fan base's <laughs> yeah. skulls by the end of the season, were you even a real Boston team? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, um, but no, man, everything's looking great. Uh, you got the Wizards coming up again. Another team that's bad but annoying. They can hang in games. They've Caused upsets. They cover spreads. And then you got the Spurs coming into Boston next week. And then, you know, uh, off of back-to-back, which is what sucks about this Sixers game. And it, it's the same thing that happened with the Pacers game before. Kind of just interesting scheduling. Maybe the Sixers are off of back-to-back as well. I'd have to look further into that. But it's just we have Spurs, which is going to be a – it's a, just a – you're playing a Popovich team. It's going to be a, a – it's going to be a, you know, 
an effort. It's gonna be. A, it's not gonna be a night off or anything like that. Right. And then that's the night before you get your third. And third with so like a third out of four for playing the Sixers, right? We've lost twice now. That's it. I think we get four matchups with them. So, yep. Got another back to back going into your third of four, which could have playoff implications. Who knows down the stretch? So, you know, difficult scheduling for the Celtics here. Uh, in yeah, terms for sure. Of, in terms of major opponents, and that that's the other thing too is that it seems like just from being a sports fan watching all all four major sports every team that you think is going to be easy is never easy you know you you always the teams always seem to play down to their opponents which is stupid but at the same time you know they think that it's going to be an easy win and it doesn't end up being an easy win I mean look at the Bruins recently playing against New Jersey should have been an easy win they come back they win it in a shootout because of course they do and it's just pathetic you know the these are the games that you want to win because you feel like you're the better team here like the Celtics need to step up in a couple of these easy games and make sure you know not that they're playing bad they've won eight out of nine that's awesome yeah but you can't just be like you know we've won eight out of nine if we lose one of the next couple games even though you know it's an easy team that's not what you want especially as you're starting to gain a little bit of separation uh from the rest of the pack uh you know the Sixers are four games back on us now, which is crazy. Uh, we got a game up on the Heat. We're still five away from the Bucks. We get them a, a week after we have the Sixers coming up on the 16th of January. See how we size up with them again after beating them the first time. But you know, there's there's you know there's plenty to to look at and to work on. But you know, there's obviously an insane amount of pluses and. The two of those remain to be the truest, uh, and that's you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, they've just they're just they're averaging forty one points together a game right now or something, and it's just is that good? Dude? It, it sounds like <laughs> I I heard it and I was like, mm, that might be good. But <laughs> well, I, okay, I haven't so called anyone yet, so I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta call a few guys and see what they yeah. say. Let me call my stat guy and see how it goes. Is this um, good? Their combined age is we... 44. Is this good? <laughs> I know that we were talking about not really wanting to make Taco Fall a spectacle and and just being a a uh, yeah, we've a the draw. shit the shit has sure hit the fan. I was hoping we were going to get to this. But let's talk about him being 6th in All-Star voting right now. So, I want to start this before I get into how I feel, and everyone's probably going to say this. Just in case anyone missed the quote from Jason Tatum, who was asked how he felt about Taco Fall being directly behind him <laughs> in the All-Star voting. And and Tatum goes, oh, he got a standing ovation in MSG. Taco the goat. <laughs> Dude, that's all there is. That's it. And I want to follow that up with, I, everyone's like, fucking Boston fans, man. Oh, fucking Boston. I was like, Dude. We aren't fully voting him in. Yes, is there a hefty chunk of that that's us? Yes. Do did Boston alone propel him to 6? Fuck no. There's right. dude every diehard Celtics fan, I got to imagine who cares to vote is you know, plugging in Hayward. Hayward's in the voting. He's in the running even with his broken hand time off. Like right. there it's and and you can only do all those in the front. I mean, I guess maybe they throw him in, but no, I don't believe it. I think it's kids I think it's people think it'd be funny, and I think it's, uh, you know, this is a whole other conversation, but I think it's re- rendering the fan vote ridiculous. 
Well, I mean, we we kind of had that with the with NHL at one point too. I mean, they, and I they, loved they voted, that. I wouldn't I wouldn't Scott change that John Scott game. I right. love that. It did feel a little. I don't. I don't know. I, I hope he really scored those goals. I hope people didn't let him have it. <laughs> I I mean, who yeah. knows at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I like to think that he went out and thrived. Um, but here's the thing: the way it's weighted already, like Taco Fall. I don't think even with a he could get number one in the fan vote. I don't think he has a shot at getting in. I believe the fan vote is twenty five percent of it. Okay, I should look at the breakdown. I mean, it would be cool, but again, you're you're just making him this like. It would not be cool. A guy who has played two games and well, averages uh, two and two. To me, I see it as the same John Scott thing, which. I think we both agree that that was kind of cool, even though he's a thug, and I also kind of hate him at the same time. Right. Yeah. But it, it felt like uh, it felt like the uh, the evil asshole was too old to be mad at anymore. So let's give him a fun <laughs> game. And I liked it. I, I mean, I was I fell for it. I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting to see that that's where he sits right now. Um, I don't think that he's going to end up making it because. I mean, again, it's kind of a joke, right? Like, everyone's kind of treating it as a joke. They're not doing it because they want to see him in the All-Star game as a skilled player. Right. I don't know, maybe it is overvalued. I don't know. We, he, he can't get in. We can't do this. <laughs> we cannot do this. We can't do this. We, he cannot get in. That's not allowed. Which pretty much means probably going to get in. Oh, God. Ugh. My my hot take, but if Derek Jones Jr. could do this a few years ago, is Javante Green should be in the dunk contest. I mean, they're going to wait for every all-star to inevitably say no to it first, and in the off chance that one of them is like, yeah, I'll do it this year. Um, but, I don't know, it'd be f- that, that guy can hop, dude. He had a dunk in last night's game that was just... Oh, in a yard that had the Patriots game next to the Celtics game, and that's the only time I'll say that P-word this entire po- podcast. It was really nice Thank to you. have a Javante Green dunk all over Lori Markin's skull. It was amazing. It was one of the only uh, positive cheers from the yard. <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, also, weirdly enough, Celtics were getting a point and a half in Chicago. Vegas didn't think Celtics could beat Chicago last night. Really? So, what? take that as you may. I took it and bet the shit out of it, and it was nice. Because uh, <laughs> just, I just don't get that. The Bulls getting a point, or the Bulls giving a point and a half, even at home, even without Kemba, even on a back-to-back. The right. fact that we're not giving at least two and a half points in that game is nuts to me. Getting a point and a half? Okay. Sure. I'll take that bet. And I did. I sure did. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, you know, if we're still talking all-star game quickly, the Celtics are looking pretty well represented if, you know, the voting were to, were to end today. I think we have two starters. Uh, Which is pretty I good. Think, I think it's the front court, too. I think it's Jalen and... Uh, Kemba, and I think part of that is you look at who they're up against. Really, uh, I don't. I don't think either of those dudes start in the West. But um, also, it's just like it's amazing to have Kemba this high because it's just like I don't know. In watching him, man, and like it's just like he's not even Kemba yet, is my belief. Well, and it's just I like mean, he's already having an All Star season at what I what feels to me like eighty five percent of the guy. Like he's he, got another fifteen percent to. That'll just come with time, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he's not giving it at his all. I just think there's a certain amount of settling in and chemistry and understanding this is 
you know, your team, but also like yeah. the shared team and everything like that. Like you're the star, but you, he just wants to be a, a piece in the machine. You know, he doesn't want to drive the fucking whole thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, some guy who was on the team last year in a similar, in the same position. <laughs> I don't know. He had Enos Kenner's number, I think. Anyways. Well, um, and I think, I think if you're a Celtics fan and you probably are, if you're listening to this, yes. then you got to be pretty happy with like where he's at so far, where you think that he is going to be. If, if, if he goes up from here, I mean, how exciting is that to be able to to watch that moving forward and to think about what the future is going to hold for this team? I mean, you have two young stars on the team with, you know, Brown and Tatum, um, which they're not that young anymore, but they are still. And they're only going to get better, which is crazy to think about as well. So this team really could be a, a powerhouse over the next few seasons, like coming up. Yes. Uh, and I, and I think they will be, I think just like, uh, you know, as I've touched on another podcast, the craziest thing is just how the NBA is so even ground. Uh, you know, there was like a, I'm not a huge Marvel guy, but I, I really appreciated this meme where it was, a uh, this Kawhi is Thanos <laughs> and he like snaps his finger and he's like, balance is restored. Cause it's like, if you went to the <laughs> Lakers, it's like, they'd be the new warriors and like, right. it'd be a shit show. And instead it's just like every competitive team has like two guys. Like every single one, at least two guys. Some some right. of them have a few more, and that's why it would be interesting if Steph didn't go down. What what would he and Draymond be doing right now? It'd be interesting. Uh, well, I think the best thing for the Celtics is that everybody went out west, a hundred for the most part. You know, well, like that, I certainly think that's helping the All Star voting. Uh, right. Not that I don't think, honestly, all three of them should. Be, I think all three of them would be on a team even with LeBron in this conference still and a few other guys, whoever, like, throw in whoever, I still think the three of them are on this team. But, you know, we're talking, like I said, we got two, our front court maybe being the starters and then Tatum off the bench and then who knows about Hayward could sneak in there. Who knows? Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, in a, in a season that I just, uh, you know, I don't even think we've seen our full potential. And uh, one guy I do want to shout out is Enos Canner and the – Dude, what a game the other the night! Fucking, the stretch he's on right now is is amazing, and yeah. uh, I like how we're using him. We're kind of it. It kind of feels like Brad's maybe borrowing a little bit of a page from Doc Rivers' book, and maybe this is just like a standard basketball thing that they're both tapping into. And I'm, you know, reading too much into that. But uh, basically, like he's t- like Canner's playing like almost ten to twelve to fifteen minutes more than Tice, but Tice gets the start and closes out. And it's much like Doc does with Montrez Harrell and the Clippers, and uh, I I don't know it's where I think it's working beautifully. I, I although I would not mind Cantor closing out, but then you know I'm not complaining about Tice, man. He literally stuffing Trey Young at the buzzer the other night. It's just incredible. It is a super exciting time to be a Celtics fan. Like it, it they're fun to watch. They're fun because you know that they're just going to get better, and that you know they they're actually a full-on team this year like they they want to play for each other with each other all that you know it's it's super exciting to watch and and that's coming from like I said like I said at the beginning of this podcast when we started it I kind of was a extremely casual Celtics fan where I would watch a handful of games every year starting to watch more and more especially because we're doing this now right but it's fun because there it's only up from here it is, man. It is. And uh, it's just, you know, we we should expect this team to be a playoff team. 
and I think that's the most you could do now. Right. Expect, the days of expecting championships out of NBA teams, I hope, are in the past, but at least right now, this season, it's just like, I mean, look at the, the Clippers are falling apart. Uh, or they're, I mean, they're, they're not falling apart, but Montrez Harrell's quote, I'm just going to talk about Harrell the whole time. Uh, Harrell's quoted today, or, or yesterday, being like, we are not a great team. That's what you guys need to understand first and foremost. We are a brand new team. And, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard giving up 140 points is the wor- most points that's ever been giving up, given a, or that's ever been scored on a Kawhi Leonard-based lineup in his career to the Memphis Grizzlies the other day. So, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a wide-open league, but who's to see what happens with the movement going forward? I just hope it stays balanced, and I think this young team is has a big future. Dude, I totally agree. Like I said, it's they're drawing me in more and more. From going from a casual fan to to, you know, I'm hoping to make it to a few games this year, um, and it just it's exciting to watch. And I kind of felt that. So I felt that when they first got Kyrie, I was like, wow, this is this is big. Like he's he's a superstar player, and it was exciting to to watch him play because like watching him play is great. Um, it just didn't end up being great on the Celtics. Yeah, and when they I, got Hayward, yeah. you know, it's it was it's eye candy. Yeah. You know, Kyrie, the way Kyrie flows with the basketball is just, exactly. I was excited. I was ready to yeah. watch and, and it kind of drew me in, but this team even more so now that they're an actual team that they play together. And, and like you said, I mean, you can't expect a championship from them. You make it to the playoffs and it's an entirely new season. Like it all starts when you make the playoffs and that's the goal right now. And if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be fun to watch. You know, they're not going to be a team that anyone, anybody, you know, steamrolls over. They're going to put up a fight at least. 100%. So it, it's and, it's fun to look forward to. And I, I really I really believe this in my heart of hearts, and I've believed this for many seasons. I think the most valuable asset in the Celtics organization is Brad Stevens, and that's the bigger part of this Kemba Walker team is that it's allowed us to get back to team basketball. And I think that was that was lost in the Kyrie years, and Brad wasn't even really driving. And I think at a certain point, he just took his hands off the wheel and was like, "All right, I'll see where this goes." Because uh, he just I don't know. I, th- I think Kyrie's just like an energy that's hard to overcome. And now we have everybody buying into the program, and it's just that that's what I think gives us a fighting sh- stance. You know, going over the decades last podcast, seeing what he did with so little, and just knowing that we have three current all-stars possibly on this team, four all-time, come on. I think it also helped at the beginning of the season when, you know, they signed a couple people and they almost treated Kyrie like he was a villain. You know, it probably made the team that, obviously last year, there there was a cancer in the locker room. It just did not work. Nobody got along with anybody. You know, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just speculating because of what I've read that, there were players that didn't even speak to each other, you know, except for right, on the yeah. court, like, hey, I'm over here. Not like their friends off of the court. No. You know, so I think that this really helped when they kind of, like I said, treated Kyrie like a villain coming into it. That yeah. now that that's gone, we can band together and be this team that we want to be. We got a couple new guys here and everybody else is friendly. And now they're really looking like they're together together. Exactly. I want to touch on two small things with the Celtics, and then we can move on to the gut punch, if you'd like. And I'm not even talking about the one that's in red, white, and blue. I'm talking nope. about the one that's black and gold. 
Um, <clears throat> both are at the center position. Uh, so Andre Drummond is available out of Detroit. There's a lot of trade talks going around about us maybe getting involved. I don't think we should, uh, especially with Enos starting to show a swing. I would agree that uh, you know our you know our center position is our most vulnerable position but i just i like where this is heading and i kind of want to see this through without losing any assets um so that's my take on the drummond trade talks i hope we don't play ball at all and then uh late in the fourth it's like they snuck it in in a weird way during the broadcast last night uh there was an update on robert williams that just sounded strange to me so he's got a hip issue that i don't think is really from any specific incident it might have been a fall but like just kind of feels like a weird freak thing. And Abby Chin, like, checks in the game and, uh, like, does her, like, little update about it. And she just goes, yeah, update on Robert Williams. He, uh, he, he's going to see a specialist on Monday. And, uh, the hope is, is that he'll be better sooner than later, Andrew. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> And he has not resumed any basketball activity at this time. Okay. Even better. What, what is that? That is the most, like, let's make this absolutely terrible dark thing somehow kind of sound positive. It doesn't. It sounds bad. That sounds bad. We hope it will be back sooner than later. By the way, he hasn't picked up a basketball and he hasn't seen the specialist yet and he can't until Monday. And also, we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, this hip all. thing. It's just like a, it's just, can he not walk? Like, I don't know. It's just that's bad. So at a weak uh, center position, that's that's a bummer because uh, I that's who I think could win all these minutes out from both Canner and Tice. I think he has a higher ceiling than them, and he's obviously our one of our more recent rookies. And uh, you know, I don't know. I want to see him get back on the court. It just sounds like one of those scary freak things with big men yeah. that really are like, "Eee, let's let's figure that a hip thing." I don't. Like I don't remember. That, like it sounds like nothing, but then it's like if it's a fundamental hip thing, that's your career. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like if you I if mean, you can't if you can't if you can't function from that from that point, it's yeah, it's over. So hopefully, I don't know. Thoughts and good vibes to Robert Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I don't know if I I don't remember if I did ask you this already, but do you think that they will do anything at the tra- trade deadline, good or bad? You know, like obviously. They make bad decisions sometimes. Sometimes trades don't work out, or more often than not, it seems like in over sports, trades don't work out how you expect it to work out. Um, do you expect them to make any moves? Um, I, I here's one thing I learned uh, as an overall thing, um, and, and that is to never think I understand the mind of Danny Ainge. Um, <laughs> so with that out of the way, let's see who's expiring this year. I mean. We, you could maybe flip Brad Wanamaker for something if you want, like, another big off the bench. I mean, Poirier is injured or he's coming off surgery. They've, dude, in crunch time last night when they were, like, up just like a basket, like, before it was really out of reach, they put in Grant Williams at the center and they were running, I think it was Williams, Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and Smart, I think. And it's just like, that's like, those are like, five guys who are pretty much the same height and it is just and it worked it's just like i don't know so i i i don't see what moves you make i don't understand what benefit you get from sending anyone away there's no egregious contracts um you know that if they're going to do a big swing it's going to be like a hayward for drummond type deal i think 
Well, and and here's the thing uh, that I hate too with with sports is like, don't make a trade to make a trade. Like, don't do it because you think it's going to make the fans happy or you think that right. it's going to uh, help a little bit. Like, I hate when people or or when um, GMs and whatnot they trade valuable pieces that could be valuable down the road just because they need to. They think they need to make a trade. Yeah, I mean, I, nobody nobody thinks that this team is gonna win it all. If they do, that's awesome. They could technically, and, like, and I think Danny only pulls the trigger if he sees something that he thinks that's a move that actually could make this team right go now, which is good. But we're second in the conference. We're third in the NBA. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. That's my that's my shit. So I I hope we don't do anything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I will never pretend like I know what's inside Danny Ainge's skull. <laughs> Yeah, at all, um, and that's a, that's a stressful part of our relationship. I'll say, <laughs> uh, Trader Danny, baby. Oh, all right, boy. yes, Celtics looking good. Yeah, that and that's why I wanted to start with the good. I think that yeah. we should start the year off a little bit positive. Gotta, we gotta, and now we switch over to a little bit negative. Yeah, like World War Three. No, sorry. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Oh, sorry, not whoa. that negative. No, my bad, my bad. <clears throat> Too far, too far. Sports are still important and relevant. Let's That's true. <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's, uh, let's switch over then. All right. I, if anybody is still listening Oh, we could start this. with it. We could start with a ray of sunshine. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, who's coaching that Atlantic All-Star team? Yeah, it's Bruce yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, it's Bruce Cassidy. Lost three out of the last three. Um, That Bruce Cassidy, right? Who at one point had lost nine out of the last ten? Well, technically, we've gotten points in two of the last three games, but that's the story of our season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I've seen this. I've seen this before, yes. So, yes, Bruce Cassidy is going to be the head coach, which is awesome because he's got Pasta there, he's got Tuca there, um, and they haven't finished the last man in voting, which Bergeron may get in. I hope that he does not. Bergeron's the more time off for him, the better. Four day weekend for Berge. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Exactly. That's big for me for Berg. Um, so yeah, again, that's the good. Now the bad. We've lost three of the last three games. Ooh, last night's game was that's a thousand percent. That was a pretty bad. That was a pretty bad loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. From what should I've we, been hearing, should we talk shit about Haggerty? Oh my. God, yeah, sure, let's do it. I think that's how we're going to get listeners is we just start throwing haymakers at the Boston local elite. Dude, I'm fine with that. I can't stand him. Like, I get that he's he's high up, he's the number one, uh, or he's one of the number one reporters for the Bruins. I don't care. Yeah. I don't I don't like his takes. Obviously, he has more information than I do. That's not very hard to have. But that also doesn't mean that he has hot takes either. Right. He's sitting there patting himself on the back because he said, hey, the Bruins are going to lose tonight. And then retweets his own tweet because, of course, he does. And he says, hey, man, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to do it anyway. I was right. Congratulations, dude. You were right that a team that has apparently the flu running through the locker room didn't show up to play a game last night or yesterday, I should say, 1 o'clock against Edmonton. Um. So that was cool. You, you're the man. How do you fucking stamp this out, dude? How? Dude, so, all right. 
last night wasn't good. I mean, there were there they played another twenty minute game, which obviously they're not going to do, uh, or, or it's not going to it's not going to do it. We've already had this conversation. It's like we're just repeating ourselves at this point. Um, but you're coming up on a game against Nashville, who's a good team, and it's not going to be an easy game. And you're going to Nashville, which um, is you know not. They got fans, man. They got. I, I like that. I like that little franchise over there. I like. I, I like the Predators. I, I've I got, been out I there. I got a lot a of game. respect for that organization. It's loud. Yeah, that's they not, got good fans. That's not a fun arena to go in. No, I bet. I bet. I bet it's quieter at the Barclays during an Islanders game than it is down in Nashville. Well, that's not fair. There's only twelve people at the Barclays Center. Hey, but it's about how many people are in New York versus Nashville. And that's why I'm <laughs> shouting out Nashville. Go Nashville. Go. Go uh, Smashville. Go Smashville, uh, except for against the Bruins. Um, except for, yeah, just lose on Tuesday. That'd be great. That'd be sick. Oh, so dope. Yeah, they're they're annoying. They're, they're a franchise uh, who's been plagued by the... Or did they overcome the President's Trophy curse? No, they have. Uh, I don't think they've won. They haven't won. Okay, yeah, so they have they know the curse all too well. Which... has been relevant for the last decade. Um, uh just a tough, tough organization. Going off on a little bit of a tangent here for a second, did you watch any of the Winter Classic? No, no. So I'll, I'll, be comple- I'll be completely honest. It didn't even dawn on me. <laughs> Nashville and Dallas in the Winter Classic. It was a great game. It was actually in in uh, at the Cotton Bowl, which I did not think was going to go well. I really thought that this Winter Classic was going to be terrible only because it's 55 degrees out. And it's yeah. in Dallas. So. I hope they do another fucking Dodger Stadium one, dude. I'm going. That I, fucking slush fest. I don't even know how that works, but there was sl- it was slush fest. I watched it. It was sketchy. Well, and that that's the thing that bothers me the most is that I don't care who's in the Winter Classic because everybody complains. Oh, Chicago gets too many. Boston gets too many. Blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't want to see a player get injured and end their career. You know, like right. I don't care what team yeah. is playing. I if it's Montreal playing against Toronto, I don't want to see any of those guys end their career because the ice is terrible. You know, like that's not going to happen in one of those two places. But just saying, it doesn't matter to me who's actually playing the game. I'm more worried about the thing. I mean, you remember what happened with Dena Lang when we had the the uh, Winter Classic at Gillette. I mean, she yeah. went down because the ice conditions in the corner were bad. Yeah. And she is now in a wheelchair for what seems to be, you know, ever since. But I don't know if she's ever going to make it out of that. That's fucking, yeah. It's sad. I mean, you know, and these are the things that when people don't think about, hey, how are we going to do a winter classic in uh, Arizona? You, well, you're just not. because Yeah, we did, especially when you're having ice condition issues in Gillette. Right, exactly. It's not like it was a warm winter. Like... So I'm glad that nothing bad happened during this 55-degree day in, in Texas. You know, they had a good game. The game was good. The only thing was Corey Perry in the first, I don't know, two minutes, straight up elbowed a Nashville player straight to the head. He's out. Corey Perry gets ejected from the game. You know, that <laughs> is something that's easily avoidable. That dude's getting suspended. But yeah. overall, it was a good game. And the point I'm trying to make here is that Dallas was, I mean, Nashville was winning. Dallas came back and they ended up beating them pretty, pretty handily at that at the end of it. Um, so Nashville has to be motivated by a loss like that on a big stage just for at least the next week or two weeks, you know. Yeah. So they're gonna come out hard against the Bruins at home on a Tuesday night. 
you know, they're playing, they're a really good team playing against one of the top teams in the entire league. It should be a good game on paper. Like we're, we're looking at two good teams. We should have kind of a slugfest going on. But uh, the Bruins need to get it together. Yes. Um, I want to ask, do you think, uh, you know, we we were so adamant that we needed to get two out of three, then we, we got three out of three. And do you think that this is just some sort of hockey god punishment? I don't know. We just then dropped three straight? Because, Andrew, you, I'm proud of you and I, because we are looking right through the fact that we got two points in those three losses. That, I'm not happy that's, with that. That's not fucking shit. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Especially man. when you're playing against teams like New Jersey. Like that, you need to win that game. And Columbus, they're a hard, they're a heavy team. You know, they, they kind of, we should have won that game too, but we didn't. Um, Edmonton, we just kind of got stomped out yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I'm not happy, you know. Like getting two points out of three games is not going to really do it because that's all we've been getting recently is a point. And every single time this happens, we we have the same conversation. Well, they need to figure out what it is, and they need to do X, Y, and Z to get back into these games. What it all really comes down to is what we've been saying the whole time is that they need to play a full 60 minutes, and they're not. Yeah, no, and they can't right now. No. They're all fucking, they're fucking wrecked with the flu. That's that's what they need. That's the first order of business is everybody get some fucking chicken noodle soup. Cause, <laughs> For sure. No, because this can, I'm serious though, this can last, man. Yeah. Like if this isn't stamped out, this can last. It can make its way through every single person in the locker room. What you got to yep. do is cut it off now so and make like double up so everyone who doesn't have it can't possibly get it. Right. Like, but I mean, dude, you're just, you're flying together. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's either that or it runs its course and hopefully it does it quickly. But, you know, this could be bad. I, I totally agree. I mean, this is something that if it, run, if it runs through the locker room even more, you're not winning games. You're just not. Because yeah. I don't know if you've ever had the flu, but I wouldn't want to be playing a sport while I had the flu. I could barely exist while I have it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want uh, other men who don't have the flu flying at me at 60 miles per hour. Exactly. But when you're playing in a a, a divisional team, you should be coughing all over them. You'd be just sitting in front of the goalie, just like coughing on them. I think I think they should drop gloves and just try to kiss the other guy. Dude, (laughs) now now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Marshall's got to go back to licking. Yeah, dude. Maybe he's just trying to spread the plague. Maybe we've honestly not understood the biological warfare of Brad Marshawn's antics. Dude, I think yeah. I mean, Nashville—they don't really not to go it back to World West. War Three. <laughs> not to go, yeah, dude. You're all on that. So, happy Sunday, everyone. Everyone having a chill Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was gonna say at this point because all I'm thinking about is this Brad looking guys. Yeah. Yeah. How can he not? Wow. My bad. No, no, it's good. I mean, I think that's a really good <laughs> game plan. Like, if you can't beat them. Get them sick, at least. Get them sick. Can't so that they them. start losing some games. You can't beat them. Make them join you. You got to level si- the playing sick field. sick kid. Exactly. Fucking playing field. Let's get the whole <laughs> NHL sick with the flu. That's a, that's a, I'd watch the, <laughs> I'd watch the FNHL, the Flu right. National Hockey League. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Everyone's, so, yeah, everyone has to be sick. <laughs> Cassidy, if you're not sick, you get benched. <laughs> Cassidy, uh, Pasta, and Tuca all get the flu before they go to the all-star game 
Oh and then you God, just get all the all-stars sick. Yeah, because it, oh, it's genius. It's I almost mean, too good. It sounds and too then good to be true. you were the first team that was the sick little weirdo kids, so you're gonna heal first. Exactly. So you, get to, you get at least two weeks of beating up the rest of the NHL, so then we can be on a 12 game win streak, heading into <laughs> heading into February. I feel like Ovechkin's already on to what we're going with here, and that's why he's not playing in the All Star game because he doesn't want to get the flu. Yeah, he's smart. You know, everyone looks at Ovechkin and they're like, "Why? what, is he too good for this? And it's yeah. like, no, he's just, he wants to hold that cup again. Which, okay, wait, I want to I wanna touch on something real quick. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world that if you don't play in the All-Star game, then you get suspended. Yeah, I agree. So, like, Ovechkin's getting suspended for a game, and then Flurry is getting suspended for a game. because My, he my whole thing is... Not. My whole thing is find them because that's the real problem you have is that you're losing money by them not playing, and which may be true, but then why don't you get money from them? <laughs> well, I mean, you look at the Pro Bowl. Away? How many how many people don't play in the Pro Bowl? A uh, lot. Yeah, it's like that's like it's like you almost aren't allowed to bring that up. Yeah. Andrew, that's not Andrew. You can't make a point about an All Star game and the Pro Bowl because <laughs> one of them's an All Star game and the oh, other one's right, the fucking right. Pro Bowl. True. It's just uh, yeah. They also put one of them right before the Super Bowl, which is fucking. Also hey, stupid. Hey guys, uh, a lot of you have been done for weeks, and but you want to come back and throw some pads on in Honolulu? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's no. not get into the NFL. We we right. we don't need to do that right now. I'm dancing. I'm dancing around it. Um, all right, all right. Definitely wasn't going to talk about a team from any anywhere where I'm near. Uh, I was going to talk about the Rams and their off season. Um, <laughs> so. We got the Predators, then we got the Jets, and then we got the Islanders, and I, I mean, those are all tough games. And then I'm, I'm scrolling further, and it's just still tough. Like, yep, I don't care. I mean, not even. It's just like it's, it's put up or shut up time. There's no, there's no easy stretch, and and to be honest, we don't need any more easy stretches. Because guess what we do during easy stretches? We lose games. <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing, too. It seems like some of these guys are getting very comfortable that their roster spot is guaranteed. You know, like. Oh, I hate that. I mean, I DeBrus got benched the other day, which is good. I love it. He got benched and then he scored two goals. But Maybe he, it's time he, to start benching more people. Right. But I think he. I think that was more of it. And, like, I'm, I'm really breaking down the psychoanalytics of nothing that I actually know. But I think that's more like uh, you embarrassed. Like, I'm. I embarrass myself, but coach embarrassed me, but I really embarrassed myself. So go on. I don't think he like I don't think the Bruscott Benson was like shit, maybe I'm maybe maybe I don't have a spot on this team anymore. You know? Right, but at least he got the point. I mean he scored two goals right after that. He got the point not compl- that you need not to complaining step up about your that, game. yes. I'm just agreeing with you further that right. there should be that push for everyone should feel like their seat's a little warm. Yeah. At the very least, because right now the it's like they're sitting in the fucking it's like you, you got season tickets up in the box, they're fucking good to go. I, I want to say before I make this comment that I'm a huge fan of Sean Corrali. I think that he's a great fourth-line grinder, and I know people that go, oh, well, that's all he is is a grinder. Like, you really want to pay all this money? Like, he's not getting paid a lot of money, but you want to pay, like, money for a grinder? I'm like, yes. I want people that are going to show 100%. up every night. I don't need goals from every single player. It's just not going to happen. No. That's not how teams work. So, Hockey... How about disruption? What happened to the value exactly. of disruption? That's the same type of thing with Coyle. People are complaining that his contract is too high for too long. He plays every night. He gives 100%. He plays awesome defense. And people go, oh, well, you're just paying for defense? K- kinda. You need that, Honestly, too. 
Honestly, Andrew, I, I honestly feel like what we named this after, where you spend 41 games uh, of the year, balcony chatter. We named this after in the, uh, you know, up in the balcony of the TD Garden during Bruins games. I think everyone is a fucking GM. Oh, yeah, all for sure. All your fellow season ticket holders and all those guys, everyone's a goddamn GM, and I've, I can't remember a season or a single moment sitting up there where a single person was like, it's a good contract they got for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they like it, they don't fucking talk about it. And if they don't like it, you'll hear oh, for about sure. it endlessly. And they'll reference other bad contracts from the past to justify how they feel about this one, as if those guys are even similar, which they're not. Right. Nine times out of ten. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's Everyone's, me, everyone's a GM up there. That's, exactly. That must, be, that must be a lot of the 41 games that you spend up there is, is dealing with people like that. So the argument that I got in recently was like, you know, Coyle gets paid five point two five million starting next year. Pasta's only getting paid seven something. And they go, You think that it's really that that close? Those players are that close? No. Of yeah, course. This not. is just it's the most short sighted shit. It's the same thing right. that it's the same thing that Celtics fans do and they say, Why did you pay Al Horford that that much money three years ago? Because he was the second best free agent available. Right. Because that was the market at that time. Not to mention, look, kinda, look at the surroundings. You can't, you can't pluck two different players out of the timeline. Granted, they were signed in a similar time stamp, but you, you just, you have to date, dig deeper than to just be like th- this amount of money versus this amount of money. Why is this guy getting this, but this guy's getting this? It's just like these are bad deals because of look at this other deal. Right, and you're you're completely ignoring the moment of when that deal happened and what was going around going on with the rest of the team and the rest of the league. Well, I look into it differently too because you know. First of all, let's just get it out of the way. Pasta deserves way more money than he makes. He took a pay cut to stay here because he wants to be here. He wants to play with these guys. And he could have went somewhere and got 10-plus million. Yeah. And and, and maybe on on a contender, too. Well, and that's one of my favorite sound bites or videos that I've seen in recent years was Pasta getting talked to by the media during the finals, and they go – well, how do you think this team would have been if you had taken more money? And he goes, I don't play hockey for money. He's like, yes, obviously, Love like that. he gets paid Love a that. lot of money. Get, nobody yeah. should get the amount of money that sports players get to do what they do. Now, that's a whole other discussion that let's not get into. Right. But he gets paid plenty of money, and he's happy with that. Same type of thing that I remember hearing from uh, Oliver ekman Larson from, from the Coyotes. He takes a team-friendly deal because he goes, why do I want to go somewhere else for more money where I don't want to be with people that I don't want to be in the locker room with? He's like, this is where I want to be. That My dream job is to get paid to play hockey, and I'm getting paid pretty good. You know, So yeah. it's not all about the money. And when you look at people like, well, Coyle gets paid $5 million and Pasta gets paid seven, you think that they're $2 million difference? No, but that $2 million is a big difference. That $2 million yeah. pay f- pays for your your Wagner on the fourth line, who you love, who yeah. is a grinder every single night. You know, you yeah. got to look at what you're getting because you saved this type of money. Yeah. And they go, well, what if what if Coyle's hustle goes away? You end up with a Bacchus contract. I'm like, Bacchus is almost 40 and Coyle's 27? I don't yeah. think that's and happening in this contract cycle. And honestly, I mean, God, I hate to do it again, but I, you know, I'm... <laughs> I I guess I'm not I'm not anti this fan. I, I, I appreciate the GMs in the crowd and I, I do like you know, it's it's looking beyond the game and I, I do get that. I think it's a little short sighted and should be looked a little further. Yeah. But you know 
that we, <laughs> I totally lost it. Um, it's just, it's just frustrating because we don't, we don't make these decisions. We make them as fans, but you need to understand that you need to build a team with what you have for money. Yeah. You know, like here's what know. I was, here's what I was really going to say. I was trying to avoid it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to talk about a guy that this just happens to be, he plays for a Boston sports team and he took a pay cut and we all take it like we, like it's a journeyman thing. And we understand that and we understand everything around it. Tom Brady has never been paid like Tom Brady should be paid. Agreed. Ever in his entire career. And so when you see the pasta pay cut, you can't look at it like, well, pasta's getting this, Coyle's getting this. It's like, that's probably Coyle's market value. Pasta's not there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and you're, you're just ignoring that. And you're, I know you're talking about Wagner with the two million difference about not giving Coyle seven. But how about the, you know, the three million from the 10? It's just like, it's just, it's so short-sighted. It's so short-sighted to nitpick and look. You gotta, you've got to open up the hockey reference page and take a look at it as a chunk and longevity. And start talking to me about who should move here and who we should dump before their contract is up and who should we extend. I, this this look at coil look at pasta shit is just it's so it's just it's not a, it's not worth having a conversation it's it's a good thing There's, right it's just it's just a good thing every any way you cut it it's actually a good thing I think it also like you know it has to do with building your team you need players like coil and the way that I look at it as a fan is like it's not all about goals it's not all about one specific thing if he's a leader in the locker room or on the bench that's a huge plus for me as a fan. If he's, you know, if he sets up plays really well or he sees plays really well, breaks up plays, you know, that's something that you need in a player. You're not going to get a goal scorer in every single player. It's just not how it works. So, yeah, yeah Pasta gets paid more, but he doesn't even get paid what he's supposed to. So there is no yeah. argument there. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, we have a good team. We do. People should remember that. Right. So before we uh, before we wrap up this episode, I think that we should talk about what we need to do in order to get some points in these next few games. I mean, the only guy that scored in the last two games was was Pasta, right? Yeah. And that that's not going to cut it. Although no. he has 31 goals, which is pretty sick. That's so sick. Um, but gone are the days of having a Steven Stamkos and having that meet make you be a... Well, that, that was never... Well, no, I guess he won a couple titles. But it's just like, you know, he's not going to lead us alone. He, he can't. No. Let's get him some help. Let's get some boys back. And uh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. This, uh, I mean, wait, where are we at with Krug and McAvoy? So they're both playing, but yeah. Krug got but that. Like, he where got are we at? Where, where do you, what? Yeah, and where do you think we're at percentage-wise? I mean, they're back on the ice, but... I mean, I think that something's up with McAvoy. I don't know if it's injury-wise or if it's mental, but he's not playing the way that he should be playing, in my opinion. I mean, I I think that he has so much potential, but I don't think that he's the best defenseman on the team. You know, like, in any aspect. I think Krug's better offensively. Carlo's better defensively. And we've had this conversation before where I think McAvoy is going to be kind of a hybrid of the two. Right, but he also doesn't have a single goal on the year. Yeah, he has thirteen or fifteen assists or something like that, which is great. We need that. But this is third year, fourth year, uh, third year. 
But how do you not even have a goal by accident? Yeah. You know, so that leads me to (laughs) the other problem is that we're not shooting enough. And that's what needs to happen in these next few games. They need to just start ripping shots. Go for that rebound. Go for the dirty goal. Whatever you're trying to do with all these passes, it's not working. Change it up. Let's cut it in half. I think we could lose half the passes. (laughs) Exactly. So if you aim to cut it in half, you pr- with this Bruins, knowing this Bruins team, you probably only cut twenty five percent, and I still think you're scoring more goals at that point. Agreed. Well, let's see. Yeah, we got a tough week coming up, but let's see what they can do with it, and uh, hopefully get a few wins. I'm I'm in for that. I'm in for that. Well, we'll probably check in prior to that. Maybe uh, going into the Jets game, seeing how we did against the Predators on Wednesday night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, see how the Celtics fare this week as well. Yeah, they don't uh, have maybe, the easiest lineup, the easiest set of games this week either. So hopefully, no. you know, both teams can really get, you know, put their head down and get some, get some good games out of this. Yeah, Friday would be a good recap. We'd have uh, post Bruins Jets, post Bruins Predators, and then we'd have uh, post Celtic Sixers off the back to back with the Spurs. Yeah, we should plan for that. So, all right, that sounds good to me, my 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 man, cool my man. Um. Happy New Year, dude. Yeah, same to you. Shout out to Stretch. Dude, for sure. I'm glad that we got that out of the way at the beginning because we probably would have forgot again. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend like that's not a thing. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. shout out to them for sure. Shout out to my boys. I love you guys. All right, I'll, we'll talk on Friday and uh, fingers crossed this week. Yeah, oh my gosh. All right. Um, We didn't bring up the Patriots. Good on us. All right. Good night. Bye, buddy.